Three, two, <laughs> one, record. Cinema Seven. What's up? I'm Mario B, and this is Chris Hawk. Fire this ice. is a fire and ice edition of Cinema 7. Fire and ice. Chris Hawk, how you been since uh, our resurgence? So, let me let me uh, tell you what's been going on with Chris Hawk. Um, I've been nonstop sick since December, and it's very fun. But other than that, I've been, I've been doing, like, full-body workouts at the gym lately, mm-hmm. and I usually only did, like, back and try... And then by and chest. But then I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do full body workout. And it's given me a better workout. And I've actually been doing things I've never thought I could do. Because of my, uh, I was very uh, afraid of my knee. um, Because I tore my ACL about five years ago. So I've always been. Yeah, man, it's been five years. I've always been afraid of putting too much on it. But uh, I've actually been able to uh, barbell squat. 110 pounds nice yeah that's half my body weight so i think i go up by 10 pounds every other day and deadlifting i'm up to 95 pounds because i ain't messing up my back so i'm going slow as hell okay you gym rat (laughs) (laughs) i want my my idol julian edelman the gym rat it's just i need to get scrappy okay yeah i need to get scrappy but i mean I'm not nothing feels better than like squatting 110 pounds and you just you feel this rush afterwards. People people are gonna think we're uh, a podcast about <laughs> nutrition and working out. And then I eat I only eat proteins. Pro, yeah. High proteins. Yeah, high proteins. I meal I prep only eat, for the week. Yeah, meal, meal prep for the week, fruits, tons and tons of veggies. I'm talking tons of greens, bro. I just waste all my money on Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can't find the lids. Can't find the lids, so I just use saran wrap. Is that, yeah. Or the you, meat. You, I use the you raw been? meat to cover how it up. How you been, Mario B? How you been? Uh, I've been okay. Just, uh, you know, me and Ronnie have been doing our thing, and I've been watching a lot of Steven Universe. I've been binging that. I binged that some uh, today. I got to season three. I'll tell you oh. what, man. <laughs> you were, at this moment, you're at season two. Yeah, I, dude, I'm, I love that show. Like, uh, you can't say anything because I'm way behind now. I won't say, I won't say any anything. I'll just tell you how, what I, what I think of it. Like, go it, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because, like, let's let's be honest here. You're talking about the gym and me talking about Steven Universe. I mean, the gems in Steven on Steven Universe are kind of superheroes. They protect the Earth. Right, you right. You go right. to the gym, you're right. getting buff. I'm like protecting the a Earth. Ben Affleck or a I'm pro- Henry- Yeah, I'm protecting the Earth. You know what you I'm are. saying. You're like right. a superhero, and that's what we're talking about today. Is superheroes, right. Marvel and DC. So when I, I squat, when I when I do barbell squats, I'm yeah. squatting the earth like Atlas. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. I I mean I think it's really good because uh, I, I in my opinion I think the general theme is love, and I love every character. Like you kind of grow 
like with the characters as the show goes on. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love that like, you get to see their flaws and you get to see their gross, but you 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 learn about them subtly, but but not subtly. Like it's it's subtly not subtle. I don't know how to describe that because the best, the best part about that show is how deep the themes are. And yeah. they, they they delve deep into love and friendship, you know, into fears, you know, sometimes depression, and mm-hmm. you know, it's like a light depression, but still, it's it's a kids show, but it's not really a kids show, you know. Animation yeah. wise, it might be a kids show, but this is it's like a young adult, young teen show. Hmm. And I I'll tell you what, man, like. I, I dig it. I don't know. I, I'm not afraid. I'm the, like, as a man, I'm not afraid to cry. Like, that, that whole... Not, not a real man. Not a real I'm man. Not a, not a real man because I <laughs> not cry. Not a real man. But, cry. dude, like, you just understand the emotions, and it just, it's crazy. It's a cartoon, you know? It's, it's it, like, I love how it just naturally gives you that you can love no matter what, any form, you know? Like, there there's, there's, like, almost a, uh, there's, like, a, how do I say it without sounding really ridiculous, but there's lesbian love at showcases. There's interracial love at showcases. It's, it's kind of the way it showcases that stuff as so natural and normal is I think what a lot more shows need to need to just do because it, it's it's art. Lesbian love and more shows. I think that's what we need is lesbian love. (laughs) That's well, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It, the way it plays it off, the way it does it, I think we need because it, it will show you that love matters in, in all forms. Like people need to accept that. And Absolutely. I think, I think that'd be awesome to show, but I love like, that I think, show, man. Because I think, I think it's awesome that the fact that all the gems are women. Yeah. I love that. Steven's like the only male gem. Basically. Yeah. So far that I know of. Right. You know, you're, you're making me want to watch this again. I had you to stop. It. Yeah, I had stopped, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do it again because uh, the show was up. definitely a joy. So, like I said, we're talking about superheroes, and my transitions usually suck. So I don't know how that was, Chris Hawk. That was a five. That was a five out of ten. I'm 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 gonna let you I'm gonna let you think of what it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. But get back on track. Uh, we're talking about Marvel and DC. We're going to dabble in the glass a little bit because me and Chris Hawk saw glass uh, a couple weeks ago. And I don't know. I, I think we're also going to just talk about what we want from superhero movies, what we want to see, because, uh, you know, John and me have an opinion of Marvel that it's all the same. And I think DC's kind of starting to follow suit with that. If you've seen Aquaman, I have I'll- not seen Aquaman. Aquaman's good. It just, I think it's starting, they're starting to try to follow the same formula. And I think that could, um, no, not, they could get some backlash for that. Movies with no real, uh, stakes. Yeah, kind of. Like, uh, I mean, the big thing, and I mentioned it on the last Last week's episode was Black Panther getting nominated for Best Picture, and in my opinion, you haven't seen anything like that since like Rocky, Alien was nominated for Best Picture, right? Uh, Star Wars. I mean, I guess you can argue maybe like Avatar or something, but I don't count that because Avatar was garbage in my opinion. I'm just—it's crazy that a superhero movie was nominated to begin with, while mm-hmm. it is all money thrown around. 
That's all it is to get nominated. That's how much money you throw around. It's still, you know, you never think that a comic book movie is going to get best picture nomination. Yeah, it's uh, like if you could name one other movie, Chris Hawk, that superhero movie that you saw that could have been nominated for best picture that wasn't, what would it be? It'd have to be like Unbreakable. Because Unbreakable is really good, and people people would see that not as a superhero movie; they'd see it as like a drama, thriller. So it would it could be. I'm trying to think of movies that people would see past a superhero, and but The Dark Knight would be the closest thing, of being the tried and true. Uh, that or Spider Man Two. Spider Man Two could have. Oh, you know what? Into the Spider Verse has a very good shot. Of being, it could be best picture. Oh yeah, I agree. Winter Soldier, maybe. Winter Soldier, uh, is like a political thriller. People would, people could like, see it like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, like a what what superhero movie broke the mold and was like X Men? Like the that original, was like the yeah, like the first, first X Men. Right. That, that when no one saw that. You know, that was before X Men came out before Fantastic Four, right? Yes. It also came out, I believe, right before the first Spider Man. So that movie was pretty groundbreaking. You know, you have all these huge stars Halle Berry, um, Patrick, uh, is it Patrick Stewart? Yeah. Patrick Stewart, Halle Berry, you know, <laughs> Ian McCann, huge stars, mm-hmm. you know? And an ensemble cast. It was big. Like Patrick Stewart, I think, was maybe, and Halle Berry were the only two that I believe were that big in that show. Like Ian McKellen, I don't, I don't remember seeing him in anything before that, other than uh, when Lord of the Rings came out, you know, around the same time or a little bit afterwards. So that kind of helped launch him into a household name over in the States, I think. See, X Men would be a true popcorn movie mm-hmm. but i don't know it's, it's weird because do you do do you do the first of its kind movies to be best picture or do you do the breaking the mold best of its kind was superman nominated the first one the richard donner one with uh christopher reeves see i think christopher reeve did win awards for superman i think he did I didn't look that up, and I feel like I should have researched that. I had all day. <laughs> because, you know, going back, watching those old Superman movies, they're, they're classic. They're really, really good. Yeah, they are. They're, got, uh, it was nominated for three Oscars. Uh, best really? Sound, Best Visual, visual Effects, uh, and Best Music. So nothing I mean, on... Did it win all those? Because the, uh, that uh, I can agree on music and visual effects. It won on visual effects. Okay, well that's good because it that was it's actually pretty good in my opinion. Still, I mean you can notice it a little bit, but it's still dun, pretty dun, good. Dun, dun, music should have won. It should. It's by John Williams, so that should have been like an instant win. Oh, you know? totally. From what I hear from you guys about Aquaman, it, it sounds like the movie went full fun with a lot of heart. And that's what Marvel tries to do with their movies. 
And the only problem with that is that the stakes are low. Mm-hmm. When when the world is ultimately under attack and it's doom, that they're gonna save the world no matter what. So you need more personal. You always personal stakes are always better than big stakes. Yeah, that's that's why Winter Soldier was such a good movie because it dealt it delved with uh, Steve's past. That's mm-hmm. why that's why. Um, which one is it? Civil War was so good because they it wasn't. It wasn't at world at war. It was the Avengers at war. And that's why... But it played... I, I mean, I still have my, you know, negative thoughts on Civil War. It, it was a good movie. I think it should have been its own separate thing. Because it focused a lot on Tony. And linking... It tried to link Winter Soldier and Tony more than it focused on Captain America. But Captain America was like the middle piece, in a sense. Versus... That movie. Yeah. The main. I think that movie should have been longer, and should have uh, delved into Steve's and Winter Soldier's past more. I think we should have seen more flashbacks. That would have been cooler. Yeah. Did you uh, did you see about the whole intermission rumor for Endgame? I think that would be a neat idea. Uh, a three-hour movie. I'm gonna have to go to the bathroom. I know you're gonna have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So I I I think it would be a cool thing, you know, intermissions in movies. You know, you don't see it a lot. I would uh, I definitely dig that, especially if it's three hours. Show starts in four minutes. To visit our snack bar. Captain Marvel's coming out from Marvel. Are you excited to see that? Because I've talked to a few people who are pretty pumped for it. And I know a lot of like feminists and and women are hoping for a big women empowerment thing with that movie. And I think that could be pretty good for women superhero movies. Yeah. She, she's definitely a huge, huge, uh, she's one of the strongest, uh, superheroes in the Marvel universe. And she's also, her character is, is kind of got weirded out a little bit in the past comics like in Civil War Two, they kind of made her turn into Tony, the way Tony was in the first Civil War. Doesn't so she they, feud with Tony though? In Civil yeah, War it's II? yeah. Tony kind of takes the position of Steve, and then she takes the position that Tony was back in Civil War. So she, you know, she kind of it's it's really weird because her character looks up to Captain uh, America like crazy, like he, that's a role model for her. Mm-hmm. You know, I, th- I think... Is it because of his uh, moral compass, or... That, that he, she, um, she bases... I'm trying to remember, because it's been a long time since I read the comics, but she, she tries to model herself after what Steve would do. Like, what would Steve Rogers do, type of thing. In the Civil War Two or... And just in, like, in her comics. Okay. What, what is the right thing to do? So is it more or less the right thing to do, or is it actually what Steve Rogers would do? I th- I think it's a little bit of both. Okay, but she, I think she, I'm trying. I think she does like idolize Steve. I'm I'm hyped. Captain Marvel. It's a uh, it's a hero that doesn't have to punch. You know what I'm saying? She punches well, an old lady. Well, true. <laughs> 
who True. apparently, uh, you know, will most likely be a scroll. I hope it's not. But <laughs> but we got too many people that punch. You know, we got Hulk, Thor, punch. Yeah. Black Widow, punch. Hawkeye, Speaking punch. Speaking of uh, Endgame, did you see Hulk's outfit for that movie they uh, uh, revealed? The Ronin outfit? Yeah. How do you feel about him wearing a shirt? Wait, what do you mean? You didn't see the poster where they sh- revealed their outfits? and He's just, he's just wearing a shirt? Yeah, he, well, he's wearing uh, like a skin-tight shirt that's like purple. Uh, you could probably Google it right now, but Cap's got his like old Avengers uh, outfit on, just a little modified a bit. He, it looks like he's wearing like a, like a body armor, though. I, I don't know. That, that poster looks really photoshopped, so... It does. It could be li- for... You know what it could be for? That could be used for toys or something. I don't like the Hulk wearing clothes, though. <laughs> yeah, he should just be straight naked. And the comics, when he wore his outfit that was made out of, like, vibranium and stuff like that, that's cool. But it looks like he's wearing, like, Under Armour or something like that, so... I know we talked to outside the podcast, and I might have mentioned it somewhere else, but I... Personally, for me, I'm just not excited for Endgame because I feel like I already know what the end is. And people theorizing things, it's it's not just setting my expectations, it's making me go into it like, well, any of these outcomes are possible, and I feel like I already know it's going to pretty much reset and bring everybody back. So I, I, I'm personally not excited. And I haven't even gone back. I tried to watch Infinity War. Like, like I watched the beginning and I kind of turned it off. I was like, I don't really care. Like, I, I don't care to go back and watch Infinity War. So I, I don't know my personal interest in this movie. I, I rather see, you know, I, they need it because they need to fix everything to, to mm-hmm. do everything, obviously. I just don't know if I'm <coughs> really that excited for it. So I, So that was one of the things that I had to think about going into Endgame. Do I do I not think about the characters that are already have slated movies that are coming out this year, like Spider-Man and Black Panther next year and Doctor Strange two years from now? And that's just I think that's your expectations. And if if you have low expectations going to Endgame, I think it's gonna work for you. I my expectations, I try to separate the meta knowledge that I have that the characters are gonna come back. That's that's what I've been trying to do the entire time. Like for me, those deaths are legit. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I only I at surface value, endgame, I mean uh, Infinity War. If I don't know that the movies that the characters are gonna have, to me, it's a more impactful movie. Yeah. So I don't think we're ever gonna have if 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 Marvel keeps on going the way they do, we just have to watch movies that way because they're because I think they're they're What's, obligated to release info on when they're going to release new movies to get hype. I think they have to do that. So even if a character somehow dies, like if if we get to the next the next phase and they have like nothing not Avengers because I think um, Kevin Feige said they're going to take a break from Avengers. But they're going to do like another team group thing, and and they do the same thing, you know, where they, where you know, Spider Man, Black Panther die, Doctor Strange die, but they got movies being released. I th- I think you just have to 
Accept it. Ac- accept it. I've just you have to go with the flow. Do you now? Did you see the rumor that people think the next Spider-Man will take place before Infinity War? So I think it's I, I think it's been confirmed that the Spider-Man movie takes place directly after Infinity War. I mean, uh, directly after Endgame. Really? I think Ke- I think Kevin Feige uh, confirmed it. Okay. Speaking of Kevin Feige, did you see he released a statement about finding, or someone said he wants to find a new Wolverine? That's for, so he's going to cast neat. all new. So I th- I think that's exciting, and it's a lot of pressure on him. I'm not going to lie. Got to find a Wolverine that's as iconic as Hugh Jackman and who went out on the highest of high notes and Logan. Yeah. So. I agree. I think I think Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is done with Logan because Logan was an excellent movie. Oh, yeah. And speaking of Logan and, and Hugh Jackman, the have you seen the Ryan Reynolds stuff where they're he's really he's been pushing for like a buddy movie or whatever with them. But uh, I think it's kind of funny how they, they they're playing this little feud. I love it when they interact with each other on Twitter and Facebook. And it just, like, did you see the him, Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman? Picture? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. I, I like it when celebrities, you know, are actually friends. Yeah, they're, I like it when they're buddies and they're not fake. Yeah, <laughs> they're not fake actors. I love they're it when they're real people. I love it when they're actual chums, okay? Chums. <laughs> so Wolverine, Mario, who do you got? I hope it's not Tom Hardy. I'm he's Mad Max. Who else is he already? Like I'm tired of seeing him as everybody. Just I mean, he's a handsome he's he's Venom. Just make make it somebody who who's Do the you think, ter, uh what's upgrade, his name? The upgrade guy. Up oh, the oh upgrade guy. John Reese Darvies, or I think that's his name. I was thinking uh ter, the guy from uh Kingsman, because he, he has been interested. Yeah. Or Clint and, Eastwood's son. I thought you were about to say Clint Eastwood. I mean, <laughs> sure, I mean, sure. He's an old Hugh Jack. He probably but... can play one movie before he kicks the bucket, but you know. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. boy. Oh, boy. Speaking of uh, Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool 2, somebody commented on our Instagram and said that they are unfollowing us because I didn't have Deadpool 2 on my top 10 list. Well, well I mean, they can go suck an egg. No, because... I mean, hey, that's her opinion. But you know, you know they I'm, really I'm, like Deadpool too. I really like Deadpool too. It's an if you listen to the episode, it's an honorable mention for me. I want to watch Venom. And I support now. your opinion to be mad at me, but it is my opinion. It is my list. I want to watch Venom now so I can say it's better than Deadpool two. <laughs> I just had I, I had more fun with Venom. I I think it was on my list because I was surprised. No, I didn't put, you were I so didn't, hyped for Venom. Okay. I wasn't, no, I just didn't want to give it a bad rap right away like a lot of Marvel fanboys have been doing. So, there. Just like Infinity War. It, the reason Infinity War wasn't on my list is because I couldn't rewatch it. Because it, lo- it was a good movie. I thought Deadpool 2 was a little bit better than Infinity War. That's why it's an honorable mention. I just, I couldn't rewatch it. That's why it wasn't on my top 10. Actually, we watched the end of it the other day. Yeah. It's it pretty good. You know, when Nick said, because our friend Nick Kenoki, who's John's younger brother, mentioned that he, he kind of agreed with me, but not really. He kind of agreed with both of us. He was in the middle about the whole, uh, you know, 
being excited for Endgame and, you know, them announcing the movies ahead of time before Endgame. But he said that it should be it should run right into each other. But I think I think there's like a time there's a time difference, isn't there? A time skip. Um I won't lie to you. I, I haven't been keeping up with any Endgame stuff. Mm. because I'm, I'm trying to go in as blind as possible like I did for uh, Infinity Okay, War. I won't mention anything else, but I was talking to my girlfriend Ronnie about it, and this is where her smart self comes... She's pretty smart. She was talking about how you need that to continue the hero's journey, because you need the thing, and it was pretty smart, and I'm giving her a shout-out for being real smart. Um, Yeah, but speaking of, you know, is there anything else we could talk... Oh! Um, I I watched all of Ant Man and Wasp. How how'd you like it? Uh, it was actually it wasn't bad. It it I would say that the writers, anybody who writes a Marvel movie and directs it, I feel like you're kind of just there. Honestly, like the writing's just there, and the and the directing's just there. There there was no real leap or bounds or challenge or anything. The only thing I think that set it apart from other Marvel movies. Was cinematography, the actual cameras they used. When I say cinematography, I mean the camera work. And uh, there's there's certain uh, elements of like action and and plot that makes it a little bit different. But other than that, like pretty much the way the movie goes on, the there's a lot of jokes that fail. You know, you know what movie, I hate about the Ant Man movies is when they make Scott look like. He's dumb. I get to, I, I get really yeah, tired. And of he's it. supposed to be get, really get, smart, right? I get really he's tired. He's like a of dumb, smart guy making him look dumb. And whenever he uses the suit and all that, I just, I get, I, get, I just get. It's too much. The first movie was great for that. The second movie, not so much. I got to halfway through, and you know, I had, some stuff happened, but I got tired of it. It's just a lot of Michael the same Douglas old, same awesome. old. I don't know it, and the villain. Michael Douglas is is good. Uh, it's cool to see him do stuff like that. And you know the the villain. The villain is just forgetful. She's a ghost, Mario. Opinion. Of course, it's, she's forgetful. She's just ghost. She's a ghost. She's a ghost. That's like Infinity War got Thanos right. And that was the big thing online. A lot of like people who liked the movie. That was their big thing. They finally got a villain right. Thanos is the man. You, right. You, I mean, obviously, you have to get Thanos right. But I think with these other movies, they're still falling flat on villains. And I guess we'll see what happens in Captain Marvel. I mean, I'm getting a Dark Elf vibe from Thor Dark World in Captain Marvel. And I'm hoping that Jake Gyllenhaal is just more memorable than like the Ghost or a lot of these other villains we've seen. I think we're going to see a really good performance from uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. We'll see. That's another. I just don't have any expectations for that. I mean, once you've seen the best Spider-Man movie of all time, it's hard to watch another one. <laughs> True. True. Though Spider-Verse was really good, and we talked about that on our last episode. Because we did our top ten, and that was obviously in our top tens. Oh, it, just, it was the toppest of top tens. We were talking about Aquaman earlier. I say we shift over to what DC's coming out with. Talk about that for a little bit. I'm excited for Shazam. Shazam's one of my favorite superheroes. 
of all time between Marvel and DC. Uh, so I, I, I can't wait to see that. That looks like they're going to do it pretty, pretty well. And I, I, I'm excited, but I'm going to try to go into it with my, with expectations after seeing Aquaman, because Aquaman, like we were talking about earlier, kind of going into the Marvel mold, being more fun. Uh, you know, in Aquaman, I did get like a Indiana Jones vibe for like a, for like the middle of the movie. Yeah. But uh other than that, it, I would say the other strength of the Aquaman movie was setting up Black uh Black Mana. I think we talked John talked about that in the last episode too. But uh I don't know. I I'm, I'm excited for Shazam. Uh I don't really care for the Joker movie unless it's going to tie into this cinematic DCEU and the Birds of Prey. I hope that's just not another Suicide Squad. Because <laughs> Suicide Squad had potential. Don't get me wrong. But it wasn't what it could have been. Yeah, it definitely wasn't what it could have been. Speaking of Suicide Squad... <laughs> I don't, is, that com- is that coming out this year? No, it's not. It's, I, okay. I don't know when, well, it, when it's supposed it's, to come it's, out. It's called like Birds of Prey, The Emancipation of Harley Quinn or something like that. That's what it's called. The entire yeah. the, it's the dumbest. I'm not even gonna finish that sentence. It doesn't. I mean, it could be kind of neat. Is it? It's supposed to be all like uh, full. I mean, I'm ex- cast, right? I just the the craze fandom for Harley Quinn just come. Just you know, it's crazy. Hmm. It's funny. It all started in the animated series too. All right. That's where she began. I just, I don't know. I just, I, I hope it's good. Yeah. I just, I don't know if she see. works alone. I haven't read her solo comics at all. So I don't she know. Works, she works with everyone. Yeah, obviously. I mean, like, as her, her being the lead or by herself, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like, I feel like, because I grew up with the animated series, I just feel like she works with Joker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, I mean, her character wasn't bad in Suicide Squad. Uh, you know, obviously they could have done more with that movie to make it that give suffered. the Joker more scenes. Joker should have just been the villain <laughs> of that movie. Yeah, when you it, the Suicide Squad wasn't meant to to t- tackle world breaking things. They're supposed to you face know? Batman, weren't they? No, they're supposed to face like low level stuff. That's the whole point. That's why Joker would have worked. Yeah, it would have been perfect. That's another movie like Batman v Superman also suffered from like editing and transition between scenes. I feel like that kind of weirdly like weirdly outpaced itself. Like it wasn't drawn. We talk about it didn't flying it. flying baby Bruce Wayne in the the Batcave with bats flying around him was the best part of that movie. <laughs> we were kind of confused in the beginning, weren't we? My goodness. Wonder Woman 84 is coming out next year, I believe. Are I'm very excited for that because it shows uh, Chris Pine back. And I either it's Chris Pine or it's his grandson. And I'm excited for that. I don't care. <laughs> You're excited for that. I, I am because Wonder Woman was a great movie. I think I, it was very high on my list when it came out mm-hmm. on the top 10. 
or I think I think it was, but it was it was definitely a movie that inspired hope and love and caring. Yeah. And that's I just Wonder Woman is just she's a badass and it it was time for a movie to show that. Now, the only problem I had with that movie was her facing a demigod right off the bat. So, where do you go from there? You probably get more personal. Hopefully, you know, Patty Jenkins knows. I mean, she knows what, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. But I just, but the stakes, you know, you've got to get personal. Mm-hmm. Because you went really high for the first movie. You went with a god of war. Yeah, with Ares. Right. So. I think a lot of people don't know her villains so i think a lot of people went into that not understanding what Ares was you know they just saw a big cg battle and chitara and like giganta and toy man <laughs> i mean her bag. toy yeah, maker her, isn't it toy maker or something or but, is he uh, toy man i don't know it doesn't matter it's just her villains she does great in the ensemble you know, Justice League, she is the, she is a great voice that's not Superman or Batman. I mean, we, t- we did a whole episode on it. I interviewed you, I mean, I talked to you and John separately, obviously, because we couldn't all be together, but, mm-hmm. so I got your opinions separately. That episode's a little weird, I will admit, but <laughs> I, I think we talked about how that movie, like, I was, I thought that movie should have been better than Avengers because of how it is and how mainstream Justice League and Super Friends were, you know. That movie should have never been so dark. Yeah. The the color palette of that movie was just disgusting. Mm -hmm. Everything was dark and grungy, and I just... I don't know what they're going for. so let down, because the Justice League could have been amazing. Mm -hmm. Which is why... Maybe when they're going in the direct of this direction of more fun, more heart, maybe we'll get a better Justice League Two movie or, or something. I think it looks I like they're I think it needed focused- to take itself more serious. I think they tried to try to be too Marvel and rush it because it, it almost seemed kind of rushed. Like the plot, plot wise, it almost seemed like it. You know what I mean? I don't know it. it it has There's just moments. There was no good. There was no good relationship building moments between the cast. Mm-hmm. It took because it, the entire movie was them trying to become a team. Yeah. So, I mean, you knew it was going to happen. I just don't want everything to follow suit with Marvel and be fun and comedy esque. I mean, jokes are good, but it, it, I I don't want everything to my. I don't want every superhero movie to seem dull. And I think Zack Snyder tried to break that mold but his mold just didn't work for superheroes it didn't work for superman it, it didn't work for batman v superman because he tried to do too much you know there's too much he tried to do and it, it kind of messed up the flow of the movie i think and it's almost like he tried to bring the watchman universe to the dc universe yeah and look we need uh different genres of superhero movies in the sense of dark and and go happy happy go lucky or right. and and stuff like that i i just i'd hope they not all superhero movies follow the mold of marvel because i then i'm gonna be bored you know i'm gonna I'm, I'm already getting tired of most marvel movie flow that that you know you, you know what i mean mm-hmm. i don't know i just want a good superman movie okay yeah 
I don't like, come at me. Don't come at me, Chris Poole. Yeah. Man of Steel was trash. Okay? <laughs> yeah, Chris Poole. Call, call, Where are you at? Call, calling you out right now. Why aren't you on this episode, Chris Poole? Man of Steel. Because I forgot utter, to ask him. Utter trash. We need to get Chris Poole on the podcast again. Yeah, I I'm like arguing with Chris Poole. Because Chris Poole is the MCU timeline uh, guru. He, he, he can pinpoint... He probably has, like, a map on his wall. I feel like... You ever see Always Sunny when... Yeah. Charlie Day's I'm, character, whatever his name is, is trying to figure out the thing, and, you know, the, the meme? That's probably Chris Poole's wall. And he knows the MCU. You know what? I think Chris Poole is Kevin Feige. Yeah, he is. He is. He told me. <laughs> he told you? He told me. You know what movie break? I mentioned it earlier that we were going to talk about this movie, and it does break the Marvel mode because it's it's kind of its own superhero thing, and and that's Glass. I it I kind of like that this is it like made from nothing. It kind of came from Unbreakable. You know, it it it, it slowly became its own universe, or is, and uh, Chris Hawk, you really enjoyed it. And I I think I loved this movie. Like this hit the perfect amount of Chris Hawk things that he loves. I I really like the fact that M Night he swung for the fences, and a lot of people didn't like it. And I I, I could tell you that I don't I don't think John Kenoki would have liked the twist because John Kenoki usually likes twists that make sense. The big uh, the Clover twist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The club, I don't, the I don't, group. Th- I don't think he would have liked that because it can't, it, it comes out of nowhere. That's that's people's most uh, biggest problem with this movie is that twist because oh, it really? comes from nowhere. Well, I mean, it's an N Night Shyamalan movie, so you're expecting a twist, right? Somewhere, obviously. Well, what's as weird is because Split had the had a twist at the very end. Right. Unbre- Did Unbreakable have a twist? The twist was that uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character was the one that Calls did the train, okay. train, the trains, and the. I mean, Sixth Sense had a twist. I believe Signs kind of had a twist. The water. Yeah. Um. A lot of this is all his movies. Like uh, Devil was it with the elevator? So you're thinking like meta knowledge. You should be expecting this from. Well, what I'm like, saying is you should expect it going <laughs> or you 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 are expecting it cuz it's M Night Shyamalan. Like you're We're, not a you're not a dork. Yeah. You we you watch movies. You know M Night. You yeah. know you, you know what's going to happen. Knight. You know M Night. You know you know him. You know, you know him. him. You, you know, know Night. You know Night. Watching this movie like I got lost in the movie. So I didn't mm-hmm. really expect a twist. I was Hoping that they would just fight through the city, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't really expect the twist that we got because I was enthralled. I was in, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I was. You were enthralled, baby. Enthralled. I was lost in the film. I was lost in the plot. Like I, I, you know, go into it. I'm like M Night Shyamalan twist. But then as I'm watching the movie, I forgot that there would be a twist. And then when the twist happened, I was sad. Yeah, this, but this it's movie's good. not. A, it's not a happy movie, but no. it's also not a sad. It's like a bittersweet movie. Mm-hmm. 
And I I think what I love is that how different it is from superhero movies. How it, but it is a superhero movie in its finest. Like a lot of people say, this is like each movie is an origin movie. You know, the first one's an origin for the villain and the hero. The second one's for the main villain origin, and then the third one is the actual origin of the superhero. Of this universe, almost. Of this, like, the, all three movies is an origin story. Not Yeah. Right, so I think that's the coolest thing that M. Night has done. Like, the whole point of getting out the, uh, like, spo- super spoilers, if you haven't seen Glass, super spoilers, we're gonna, we're gonna break it down a little bit, but, like, the whole purpose of, um, Mr. Glass sending out the videos so that others that have unique gifts know that they're not alone. So did, I, did people think when you looked it up that it was too easy, the twist that he did? Like, nobody saw it coming, so it was just, like, too random? I think people are mad that there were no signs of the Clover organization. Mm-hmm. And this, my theory is that if a secret organization does not want to be known, it's not going to be known. That's the whole point of a secret organization. Now, if, if M. Night Shyamalan led, gave hints at all for this organization, I guarantee with the internet, they would have completely unraveled it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that I didn't know anything about it. I went into this movie blind, and the twist, like it was, I didn't expect it. Yeah. And I think and I think it works because it's you know, in superhero movies there are those secret organizations that are evil, super evil, and they try to thwart, you know, like the Illuminati. Stuff like that. That's, you know, based off of superhero real life things and it's it's legitimate. And I I loved it. It 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 didn't it didn't affect me at all. I was like, Oh, this is amazing. How would you grade this? Are you still doing the hawk factor, the hawk? The I don't even know like, Rubicon. Like what was even, the last one you did? I don't even remember. The hawk spot, like the hawk spot. Yeah, I think I think that was it. Which is dumb. I don't know who <laughs> that guy was. He just, you know what? That was the the trilogy. I gotta of, I gotta I gotta make a whole new system. Yeah, because it's you know this is a total dad movie. <laughs> <laughs> dad hawk I, reading. You know, I, I must say I love this movie. That's that's what my rating's gonna be. I loved this movie. Nice. A movie that's a, a a movie that's able to lose you. You were just fully enveloped in. You know, I mean, me and Mario were looking at each other, and we were just saying how good this movie was the entire time we were watching it. Mm-hmm. Bruce Will, Bruce Willis is on his A game. Samuel Jackson was on his A game. They were, and then and then jo- James McAvoy, unbelievable. Oh my god, my girlfriend loves him. <laughs> it makes me so mad. Good luck, bro. <laughs> I'll never be as sexy as that man. I don't think anyone could be as ripped as him. Unbelievably ripped. Or just as gifted in his voice too. Oh my god! Like that. I think the best that uh, that make any woman cream in their pants. That make that t- makes me cream in the, my pants. If right. he whispered in my ear, I cream. <laughs> just my butt get wet. The depth of acting for James McAvoy that in this only movie makes was. Sense. Was extraordinary. I just, I think he deserved a damn Oscar or something. Just 
You know, I'll give him credit where credit is due, but I can still hate him for being attractive. Oh, you can hate anybody. <laughs> I, yeah. Hate's a strong word. I just... True. I envy him. I... So what, what I want from M. Night, do I want him to continue this universe, though? That's the thing. Because what the do you best want, thing... Of, what do you want from the, superhero movies in general? I want fun, and I want heart. Because yeah. if, you can't, if you can't relate to the superhero, there's no point in having a superhero movie. We want to, we want to see ourselves in superheroes, and we want to see superheroes in us. Mm-hmm. You know, regular people can become super, but we do want to see the, the bigger than life, the larger than life. You know, we want to see people do extraordinary things. We want to see people that have the heart to be able to make the right decisions. And that's why Captain America in Civil War, in uh, Winter Soldier, I think that's why it might be one of the best superhero movies because of the things that he embodies in that movie. You know, that's, yeah. that's a movie... That's a movie that's full of heart. I agree. I can agree. You, you, like if, you see like if Shazam's good, I think it's going to be because of the Shazam character and how much full of heart and love and goodness he is. Because that's one of the best things about Shazam is that he's wholesome. Yeah. He and, looks up to Superman, so he kind of wants to emulate that. And I think that's, that's what we truly want. We want feel-good stories. What do you, now, what do you want from Marvel? I want Mar- Marvels need to break this mold of well, we need more diversity. First off, too many white people. Obviously, I agree. So, we so do need we more need, diversity, right? So we're gonna have to go, but not kill just Spider Man. Go to Miles, yeah, instantly. Boom, dead. With but not just with uh, race and right and more, gender. More I women, think also much more women. Oh, obviously, yeah. Uh, like le- like um, trans or. Yeah, lesbian L- or bi, absolutely. Yeah. We need more of those superheroes. But I, I guarantee, once they do, once they like do that, they're gonna say that's pandering, which is bullshit. Well, you know who can get away with that is them, Mar- because everybody Marvel. loves yeah, Marvel abso- movies. You're absolutely right. Um, what do you want from DC? What I want from DC, I want you know what I want. I want them to stick to their guns. Make good movies first. Yes. The universe, the universe comes time. next, right? If you make good movies, the universe can come next. That's what Marvel did. They made good movies. Iron Man is still a revelation. It's still a great movie. It's a fantastic movie, and that's one of the reasons why the universe works. Because you know, First Avenger is not the best movie. The Hulk movie is not the best movie. Thor movie was kind of like a knock out of the park movie, but they're all more than good movies and they can carry a universe the problem with the dc universe is that man of steel was iffy it was split people liked it people didn't like it and then you followed up with just just, uh batman v superman big big cluster and then trying to rush a universe so stick to your guns you have some of the best dc has some of the best characters ever Ever. You have some of the best villains ever. What do you want to see? I hate to cut you off. You're good. But my man, Fire, Chris Hawk, what do you want to see, I'd say, from movies like Falling Suit of the Glass 
or the Unbreakable universe, like non-Marvel DC, do you want to see more of these original superhero ideas come into cinema? Or like, what what do you want to see from something like that? Or what do you want to see from the Glass universe? So what I want to see from M. Night, I want to know what he wants to do with the, I I forget the, there's a name for the uh, Unbreakable Split Glass universe. It's like the, Whatever the train was that David was on, that's the name of the trilogy. I forget what it's called, but oh, okay. Um, it, what the thing is, these powers, all the powers that they had, were based on reality, and they were nothing was extravagant. You know, they didn't. No one had laser vision or ice breath. Yeah. So, what do you do next when you want to make this movie? Do you go into the extravagant, or do you still try to make realistic type powers? So I do want to see what he can do, but at the same time, this, this, these three movies, I, I would be fine with him never coming back to it just because of how, you know, one of those things, like at the end of Halo three, you, you feel Master Chief's journey is complete and then you can do whatever you want with Master Chief afterwards. You know, your imagination rules. That's kind of what, I feel with this, your imagination rules. You, you know, the secret organization is, it's going to be on its last footing because now people realize that there are special people out there. You know, that's, that, that's what makes movies great when you're able to put your ideas and imagination to them. Um, what I would do want to see more of, more animated uh, movies like Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I can agree. I agree with everything you said. Because that is there is a medium that is untapped mm-hmm. because people see animation and they see immature, immaturity. That's what they yeah. see. So we need to break that. We need to get back to when animation is. Look, I mean, I, we just talked about it earlier. Uh, you think cartoons are immature? Steven Universe pulls every emotion and heart and pulls on your heartstrings and I said it it makes me it makes me cry some so I watched like three episodes in a row the other night and it was too much for me like I had to turn it off but I love the show for that because it that's that's what makes us go back for more it's it it's art and superheroes and comic books and stuff and and stuff like that is is art and I agree with everything you said and before we send this off I do uh, I was going to ask you one more thing, and I forgot what it was. I am excited that they're making a Invincible animation that, That's show. actually what I was about to ask you. <laughs> I'm excited. I am very excited about that. That is one of. That is also another one of those superhero tropey, takes the road less traveled comic books. Mm-hmm. It is. It is very like a Superman esque story. But it, it turns, I, I can't say too much because a lot of plot twists happen, but I would, if I, Invincible would be the closest thing to Glass. Like, Gla, Invincible and Glass are more like each other than Marvel is to Glass, if you get what I'm saying. Don't forget other things like Unbreakable. Uh, Hancock was kind of its own thing, made up. That was, that was like... Did you know that it's like two different movies and they split them and they put them together? So they took two different movies, they split the two different movies that were already split, and they put them and together? 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Hancock that's, was that's, actually good, though. Hancock was pretty good. I, I, I they good. need more of that. They need. I need these more original ideas. I think we need more Blue Genie Will Smith. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> we won't get into that. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to send it off. Uh, thanks for listening. We are Cinema 7. You can follow us on social media at Cinema 7 underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram. On Facebook, it's just Cinema 7, as I say, every week on every episode. If you want to know how to spell how cin- spell Cinema 7, um, well, you found us, so obviously you know how to spell s- how we spell 7, so I'm not even going to say it like I do. Uh, but we thank you for listening. Uh, definitely, when we post this, or if you want, message us, email us, let us know your opinions, because we will read them off on the podcast. We, we are looking to interview more people we'll throw down we'll throw down throw down down maybe we'll invite you onto the podcast to talk with us maybe and convince me that man of steel isn't straight trash i'm chris hawks fire i'm ice john is plasma uh you could you could be rock (laughs) right or or another ground ground ground, fly you could be wind Wind. (laughs) earth heart electricity Right. Yeah. But uh, we appreciate you if you've been listening to us or just started listening to us and you like us. So uh, show us some love and we'll show you some love on uh, all the review and rate us. That type of thing is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But Chris Hawk, send it off because uh, it's getting late, my friend. And yeah, we have more to talk about other days. Yes. So from all of us at Cinema 7 Resurgence... We want to thank you always for listening with us. We want to thank you always for watching with us. And we want to thank you always for exploring with us. Are we putting resurgence in the title? I thought we were, I thought it was, it, this coming back was a resurgence. <laughs> Everything is title, name, every episode. Yeah.